Welcome to the first of, hopefully, many Broadcasting Week episodes. This is Broadcasting Week, a podcast that's all about the latest news and views that are happening in the world of broadcasting. My name is Roly Ortega, and I will be your host for this podcast on this, hopefully, newsletter podcast service that will be coming out to you in 2022. But I thought I'd come out here um, now to do an emergency podcast regarding CNN+. Plus. Um, You may be aware or you may not be aware already by this time you hear this, that CNN Plus is shutting down on April 30th. Now, why has that become the case? Well, there's been a lot of factors, unfortunately, regarding this and the reason why CNN Plus is is shutting down, but mainly due to Warner Brothers and Discovery not wanting to have this service when it was already planned to have the service merged with HBO Max so that it could be the dominant service for all streaming platforms from all streaming channels that Warner Brothers Discovery has to offer. Now, where did we come to this point? We have to start from the beginning. It started back on July 19, 2021, when CNN Plus was originally announced. The new digital streaming service was quoted as the evolution of video news and the start of a new era for the company. Now, it had a lackluster debut and a low subscriber count, and that's the reason why Warner Brothers Discovery is shutting down. But again, we have to go back to the beginning. CNN was going to launch this earlier this year, and it did, back in late March, I believe. It was to offer 8 to 12 hours of live programming a day, complemented by original series created for the service, and others called from the network's archives, as well as what they call the interactive club where you get to um, ask questions in real time with experts and hosts and all that stuff regarding various topics. So when they launched, uh, Casey Hunt from NBC News uh, jumped on board and started hosting a political show called The Source. She was one of the first ones to join. And then everybody else decided to join as well. So we had Scott Galloway, a New York University professor, to join in. Then we had Chris Wallace who left Fox News after 18 years to join CNN Plus for an interview show called Who's Talking to Chris Wallace. And then we had a lot of other people, including several CNN anchors, who wanted to be a part of the service as well, uh, as it was announced throughout the month of January of earlier this year. So that includes Kate Bolden, Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, and, and Fareed Sakaria, as well as former NPR host Audie Cornish, which... I will be biased here. I am a fan of Audis as well because I love NPR. I love everything about public radio. And I thought she would actually make a great asset for, for the service as well because I'm kind of biased that way. Um, they joined to host original programming for the CNN Plus service. That same month, they also announced Rex Chapman and Allison Roman will join the streaming service to host their own shows as well. So that came through. Uh, but then... Then came a twist, a real, real twist. February of 2022, when Jeff Sucker, the longtime leader of CNN, I think he was running at least a decade at this point, running the network. I'm not sure how long, so don't quote me on that. But Jeff Sucker was the leader of CNN. He abruptly resigned because... 
he had a uh, sex, not a sexual relationship, but a relationship with a CNN management staffer. And he failed to disclose it. So he decided to just resign and walk away. So that ended his tenure with CNN. And he left before CNN Plus ever launched. So he never had any control once CNN Plus was running. David Zaslav is the CEO of Discovery Incorporated. Now, Discovery was about to merge with Warner Brothers to form Warner Brothers Discovery, which was uh, closed, I believe, uh, um, this month, back in April, April 1st, I believe. Um, he later became CEO of the merged company, and the merger closed shortly after CNN Plus launched. That's one of the problems why CNN Plus failed right there. That that they decided to launch before the merger instead of waiting after before getting the whole service started. Nonetheless, it launched March 29th. Subscribers who joined in the first month pay $2.99 a month, which is about a 50% discount from the regular price of $5.99. Now I'm going to be biased on that part as well because I did sign up for the $2.99 service just to give it a shot, just to give it a try, see what kind of programs it offered, see if it offered any kind of like, um, what you call it, um, archival programs and footage and, and all that stuff, which it did, which is pretty nice. I actually got to um, watch a few Larry King Live episodes. That was uh, intriguing to me, at least. Uh, I also got to see some live programs. Uh, I'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, it says here that more than 100,000 subscribers joined in the first week, but another problem that it had was that only 10,000 daily users on the service. What does that mean? That only 10,000 people were using it every day. That's not a good look, especially when you have services like HBO and HBO Max, which I just read now, they now are up to 48 million subscribers. You're kidding me? They have 48 million subscribers and CNN could only get up to 100,000 in the first week. I mean, when Disney Plus launched, they already had 10 million subscribers in their first day. And CNN Plus could only get to 100,000 in its first week. That's, that's a bad sign. That's a real bad sign. And, and also another bad sign was that it wasn't immediately available on Roku and Chromecast. And Roku's the biggest one. And CNN Plus was not immediately available. And that was another sign that probably was the nail in the coffin for CNN Plus because it did not launch on Roku devices till April 11th. So that was like a week or so later, somewhere around there. So that was another problem for CNN Plus. And Axios reported that CNN spent $300 million to launch the streaming service. $300 million, and they barely got 100000 to sign up for the service. That's why also this week they suspended all kinds of marketing for CNN Plus, and they fired their longtime chief financial officer because of this whole debacle whole debacle, excuse me, and it just did not work out. And when it launched, it did launch to mixed reviews, which was kind of not surprising because people didn't like that CNN was venturing into the streaming game and that they thought it wasn't going to last, and it, and it really didn't last. It's like going to be only like uh, three to four weeks before they pull the plug. Like if you count the time between when it launched and when it's gone, it's going to be like a month, after, you know, somewhere around there, probably. 
On April 12th, two weeks after its launch, CNBC reported that fewer than 10,000 people were using CNN Plus on a daily basis. And with the merger of Warner Brothers Discovery having completed four days earlier, CNBC suggested that CNN Plus programming may become available as part of a larger bundle offering with HBO Max and Discovery Plus. Excuse me, each of which have millions of subscribers. Much of the CNN original programming on HBO Max have been removed in advance of the CNN Plus launch. They're going to have to put it back there now with CNN Plus going away. Whoopsie. Anyways, um, let me tell you some of the uh, original programs that it had. So at 7 a.m., you had Five Things with Kate Bowler, which is an expansion of the Five Things franchise that CNN has been running for quite some time, which is actually very popular. And I used to listen to their podcast for a while until it started becoming uh, five episodes a day, you know, and then it was like, okay, that's just unlistenable for me. But, uh, you know, it's short-form news updates, so, like, people won't mind that. Um, and then you have Go There at 8 a.m., which is a program that features various CNN correspondents from around the world reporting from where the scene is at and reporting on what's going on there. And I thought Go There was actually a nice program. It was a really nice program. It also had questions regarding some of the stories that they were reporting on. I thought it was actually a really done and a really nice program. Um, then you had the big picture with Sarah Snyder at 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and then there was a gap before Brian Stelter came in to do Reliable Sources Daily at 11 a.m. Eastern. So if you if one Reliable Sources wasn't enough, they gave you five more on CNN+. Plus. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about that, but be that as it may, they gave you five more, okay? Then there was a long break. Uh, by the way, Reliable Sources is kind of like their media watchdog program. So they expanded that to five days a week um, on the CNN Plus streaming service. Then came Casey Hunt and The Source, which is a, somewhat more of a political program. It's kind of more the same stuff that you're already hearing on CNN on a daily basis, pretty much. Um, that was on at 4 p.m. Eastern Live. At 5 p.m. came The Global Brief with Bianca Nobolo, which was the only such program from CNN International that was simulcast with this, with a linear CNN network. It was the only one. You could. It, it's pretty noticeable when you watch the graphics of the program and everything like that. It was the exact same simulcast. It was simulcast on CNN International and CNN Plus. The same pr exact program. Then came Who's Talking to Chris Wallace at 6 o'clock on Mondays through Thursdays, which is pretty much Chris Wallace going one-on-one -on -one with a newsmaker, politician, celebrity, you name it. He's there to interview. It was an interview talk show at 6 o'clock. And then came the newscast with Wolf Blitzer at 7.30, which was an old, which is an old, um, what you call it? An old nonsense approach to the news, where it was just straight to the point, giving you the headlines without any analysis or shouting talking points or anything like that, which uh, CNN badly needs right now if they're going to increase their ratings significantly. Then you have weekly programs like The Boss Files with Poppy Harlow on Mondays, Anderson Cooper Full Circle on Tuesdays and Saturdays, No Mercy, No Malice with Scott Galloway on Tuesdays, Parental Guidance with Anderson Cooper on Wednesdays, Jake Tapper's Book Club on Sundays, Rex Chapman on Mondays, The Don Lemon Show on Fridays, plus uh, CNN Plus Special Reports during breaking news coverage, 
and that interview club that I was talking about where subscribers um, ask questions to experts in live interviews. And then you finally have CNN Plus original series like Land of the Giants, Titans of Tech on Thursdays, The Murdochs, Empire of Influence, Season 4 of The Wonderlist with Bill Weir, Flashpoints with Fareed Zakaria, and Eva Longoria had a, a series there called Searching for Mexico. And, they, and, they, and then they launched a new documentary unit for the service called Flash Docs, which explores timely and topical pop culture stories. And their one, and probably their only one, is Chicago versus Jussie Smollett, if you've been following that case. Other than that, that's it. They were going to have a, a whole lot more programming, featuring a whole lot more people, including a show with Audie Cornish and a show with Alison Roman and all that stuff. Plus, they also had archival programs, like uh, Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, and um, archival episodes of Larry King Live, which I thought was amazing that they put on there, which is great because I got to see a lot of celebrity interviews and news and interviews with newsmakers and politicians and all that stuff. And and I just wanted to see Larry King again because um, he's no longer here in this world and he's one of the best interviewers of all time. And so I thought, you know, I just watch it again just to honor him. So uh, rest in peace, Larry. Uh, you are still missed, definitely. So that's kind of the overview of the service of CNN Plus. And I mean... It's okay, but they kind of badly mismanaged this whole thing. Again, they launched it right before the merger closed, and that was really a bad idea. I mean, Jeff Sucker, he kind of ruins everything he touches when it comes to television. So he, uh, not to surprise, he already ruined CNN and let this rate and let the ratings go down low, like even lower than it should be, and launched the service and launched the service badly before uh, the merger closed. It should have been after the merger closed. That way, uh, they would have handled it way better than it should have been. Excuse me. So that is where things stand right now. And we received word today that CNN has announced, thanks to Warner Brothers Discovery, their new owners, that CNN Plus will cease operations on April 30th. That's nine days from now. Andrew Morse led CNN's digital properties and is leaving the company. I believe he is the CFO. He's the one who got fired. Not surprising. Taking over CNN will be Chris Licht, who was the longtime um, executive producer at CBS this morning when the show was actually having rating success. And he, for the last couple of years, he also ran The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He also led that show to rating success. So I'm pretty promising, it's pretty pretty promising that uh, he's going to turn CNN around. And I hope so. I've been very hopeful because there have been some stories saying that, oh, you know what? We're going to put a live newscasting at 9 o'clock in prime time to break the status quo from all these other cable networks which have been showing opinionated programming from 7 or 8 p.m. onwards. And it's just rotting, it's just rotting the, the, the cable news industry or, maybe, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, if they do put a live newscast on at 9 o'clock on CNN itself, I mean, it's going to be promising, and I'll be like, it's about time. And honestly, I don't think CNN has done a live newscast in that hour in a very long time because that hour used to be dominated by interview programs like Larry King Live and Piers Morgan Tonight, if you remember that one, and, and uh, 
a program done by, let's say, a Cuomo brother before you know, he got fired for, you know, helping his brother stay being a pedo, if you want to put it that way, okay? I won't mention his name anymore. So, I don't think CNN has done a live newscast since before Larry King Live in 1985. That's interesting. It's been a long, long time since they've ever done live news at the 9 o'clock hour. It'll be interesting to see if they finally do it because it's it's been a long time coming. I remember when CNN had prime news, but I believe that was on at 8 o'clock on weeknights, not 9 o'clock. So hopefully we'll finally see a live newscast in prime time for one of the cable news networks. And hopefully CNN will put it on there and lead to the start of... Um, Hopefully, a ratings increase, a ratings jump for CNN. It, they badly need it because they've been languishing for a long time behind Fox News and MSNBC, which are mainly opinionated-driven networks at this point. You know, And so is CNN, but, I, but CNN does air a little bit more news, in my opinion, than, than the others, because, especially since um, a recent story out there is now saying that MSNBC is trying to air more opinionated programming than actual news. So that's something, and they're they're starting the transformation on that uh, on that network. But but CNN looks to be in the opposite direction and may actually go towards more news instead of more opinion and more politics. I mean, CNN is so heavy on politics that I feel like they don't cover anything else. It's like nothing else is happening. All they care is politics and Biden and Biden and Congress and Pelosi and Schumer and, and Trump and all. It's, it's a mess. It's a legit mess. And I just wish they covered more news and less on politics. Yeah, they could, they could still cover politics. That's no problem. Just reduce the amount. That's all I'm saying. Reduce the amount of politics and actually cover more news for once. I mean, they could have done it for HLN, but they've neglected that too, so I don't know. Anyways, Chris Licht is the new head of CNN, and he is expected to take over, I believe, on May 3rd, May 1st or May 3rd, somewhere around there, and expect big, immediate changes to CNN once he starts taking over. And I'm very hopeful of the guy uh, to hopefully turn CNN around. Anyways, Discovery's head of streaming and interactive entertainment, J.B. Perrett, described the service as being incompatible with the company's goal of forming a string of excuse me, forming a single streaming service to cover all of its properties. Lick stated that the service's employees will continue. Uh, um, sorry, sorry about that. We're doing this live. I'm not going to edit this or anything like that. We're going to do. We're doing this live. So, please excuse me for that. Um, so J.B. Perrett described the service as being incompatible with the company's goal of forming a single streaming service to cover all of its properties. And Lick stated that the service's employees will continue to be paid and receive benefits for the next 90 days to explore opportunities at CNN, CNN Digital, and elsewhere in the Warner Brothers Discovery family, and that departing CNN Plus employees will receive at least six months of severance depending on their length of service. So that's that. And I already have a feeling that um, somebody at CNN Plus is, is already going to go before um, 
that six months are up. I mean, I already see people like Audie Cornish probably leave to go back to NPR. And Chris Wallace is probably a toss-up for me because I think he is going to stay at, C- at CNN. They'll just elevate him to a bigger role within the CNN network itself. Hopefully to cut down on politics, too. That would be nice, right? Um, but we'll see how that goes. We'll see how all of them go. Uh, Allison Roma, Roman, I believe, she didn't get any time on this service. Um, Rex Chapman barely had any time on the service as well. Um, so I don't know how they're going to feel uh, after today's news, but we'll see how things go. We'll see how things go in the next, what, nine days before it shuts down for good. So it would be barely be a month when, uh, before CNN Plus shuts down, which is shorter than lots of stuff. And people have made fun of this all day. I have already seen memes and talking points saying, oh, this lasted longer than CNN Plus, or this lasted longer than CNN Plus. I mean, it is just nonstop memeing today across social media and a few industry observers. And remember Quibi? It kind of looked like that. CNN Plus kind of looked like Quibi, except Quibi lasted longer. I think it lasted like seven months, six, seven months before it shut down. CNN Plus only lasted a month, which is crazy. And also put this into perspective. They had a, uh, a special deal $3 a month for the first four weeks. Well, uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. Within the first four weeks, if you sign up within that time frame, you pay $3 a month for life within the first four weeks of signing up. And the service has only is only going to last for four weeks of its entire existence. So that's crazy to me. So I was able to take advantage of the $3 deal for its entire existence life existence and that's pretty sad if CNN Plus is forced to shut down already uh, only a month after it launched so that's that's pretty sad um, so CNN Plus is going away that's the end of that um, it'll uh, it'll just cancel me once it goes away I did sign up for it to, to try, I'm just gonna let it cancel on me when uh, when um, when it goes away on April 30th. I'm not gonna do anything on my end. I'm just gonna let it cancel and just say screw it. I did give it a shot. I did give it a shot. You know what? Let me tell you this. In my opinion, in my opinion, the programs that I think should survive on CNN from CNN Plus in my opinion, are five things. Go there. Who's talking? And the newscast. Just those four. I wasn't really too crazy about the big picture. Uh, we don't need more reliable sources every day. Let's just leave that to Sundays on CNN. And the source, that's not needed. I mean, CNN is already very political-driven. So we don't need more political programming to, to flood this network. So get rid of that. And the global brief is already on CNN International, so there's no need to um, 
add it to CNN when it's already on CNN International. I'll just leave it right there as is. But I think five things go there, who's talking to, and the newscast should actually go to CNN itself. But I do see five things as more of a segment than a program. Go there may become a program, but I'm just not too sure. Who's talking, excuse me, should definitely become a program. I think we need more interview style of segments on uh, CNN. And hey, it may, go, it may be on the 9 p.m. time slot too. You never know. It may continue this interview-style tradition that CNN used to have before blank prime time came on the air. Uh, the newscast would be an interesting place to f try to fit on CNN's schedule, but I think they should fit it somewhere. Even though Wolf Blitzer is already doing the Situation Room, but I kind of like the I kind of like the format of what the newscast was trying to accomplish. You know an old, no-nonsense approach, traditional format to the day's news. And a lot of Americans miss that. So it's time to bring that back. And I think newscasts should come to CNN, as well as the other three programs I've already mentioned. The rest could pretty much just go away. I mean, I've, I really had no interest in any of the other stuff that it came. So, And I think all the CNN Plus original series... And those flash dogs are more likely going to end up on HBO Max, just like all other CNN content, which is probably the way uh, Warner, Brothers, Warner Brothers Discovery wanted it to go before this mess of a debacle or this debacle of a mess. Gosh, I can't talk today. Jeez. Anyways, um, so CNN Plus is leaving and is going to free me up three bucks. Three, three dollars. I'm gonna save myself three dollars next month with the demise of CNN Plus. So I don't know. There you have it. Um, so CNN Plus, we hardly knew ye, but uh, honestly, we'll just go ahead and watch. I don't know, Fox Weather or Weather Nation or. Fox News or MSNBC or even NBC News Now or Sky News or CBS News or ABC News Live because they're already established and are way better than what CNN Plus is doing. For one thing, those services are free. You don't have to pay to watch news. When on CNN Plus, you did. Big mistake, in my opinion. But uh, also, and I also want to point out a technical thing that, uh, that was from my experience. That sometimes watching programs on CNN Plus was very hard to begin with, especially on the iPad, on my iPad, where I felt like it took forever to load. Sometimes on the phone, but not as bad as watching it on the iPad, where on the iPad, it really felt like um, it really killed itself because loading times were just forever and ever and ever. And then there'll be points I just give up and then just watch it on my phone because the phone loaded up faster than, than the than the CNN Plus on on the iPad. Which, by the way, they put on the CNN app itself. That still does not excuse it because it still took forever. But I don't know. That's just me in my opinion. So that's just this emergency podcast episode for broadcasting week. Um, I thank you for tuning in to listening to me. Um, just deliver and dabble on my opinions and 
about this and whatnot. Uh, we will be doing emergency podcasts from time to time when big, breaking, broadcasting news stories break. So it's not going to be every day you're going to get an emergency podcast, but when big, breaking, uh, broadcasting stories break, you will get an emergency podcast as soon as news breaks on Broadcasting Week. Now, you may be wondering what Broadcasting Week is all about. It is a new newsletter podcast service that we're expected to launch in 2022 that is a production from the Roly Poly Productions. We're going to cover everything that's happening in the world of broadcasting, and you name it, television or radio, locally, nationally, or internationally, we're going to cover it all, whether it's analog stuff, digital stuff, internet, streaming, television, radio, as I already mentioned. You name it, we're going to cover it all. What, even if it's cable or satellite television or even satellite radio, for that matter, or HD radio, we're going to cover it all. We're going to take a look at the whole industry from the inside out. Take a look at the news. And hopefully have honest conversations um, with those who will further examine the news with me, as well as interview broadcasters who are in the industry, because I would like to get a peek into their lives and what makes them tick and what makes them curious for me and, and a whole lot more. And I hope to do that at some point soon, because that's probably an exciting thing for me. Uh, to interview broadcasters. So I hope to have some guests for the for the program. So hopefully as the year progresses, we'll have episodes lined up and we'll have interviews with guests lined up. And this will be a whole lot of fun and a great experience for me. And I cannot wait to get this uh, started. Now, I did say newsletter slash podcast because it will be both. I will be doing episodes. I will be doing podcasts of Broadcasting Week but we'll also be releasing them in a newsletter. Um, so get ready for that. That's going to come out again later this year. And if you do want to sign up for it, for the newsletter, uh, go to broadcastingweek.substack.com. That's where I'm going to be releasing podcast episodes there uh, so that you get a podcast episode within the email, but you could also get the RSS feed if you want to and, and put it on your favorite podcast platform. We'll also put it on other podcast um, providers that you could find us no matter where you are uh, and receive us every single week. So that's the this, that's this first emergency podcast of Broadcasting Week, and I know there will be many more to come. This is not perfect. This was done live. No editing whatsoever. Just, just so you could get my full and honest opinion of the news that transpired today with CNN Plus. Don't worry. Hopefully, it'll be more polished down the line. But I just want to come in with an emergency podcast for today. So get ready for Broadcasting Week. It is coming out later this year. And again, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, that, that will also come out later this year. It's broadcastingweek.substack.com. One more time, broadcastingweek.substack.com. Hopefully I will see you and talk to you later this year as we continue to prepare for the launch of Broadcasting Week. Take care, everybody.